Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors, where we keep you ahead of the curve, attracting more new patients and growing your business. Now, here's your host, Dr. D himself. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today on another podcast of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors. I do this every week for you. I hope you get some good content out of this. This week, F-O-M-O. Anyone know what that stands for? The fear of missing out. Uh, I guess you shouldn't say the in front of it, but fear of missing out. <clears throat> you are doing getting this done to all the time. And we're, I'm going to go on a chiropractic profession bash wagon for a second. Okay, just for a second. I'm like you. I'm with you. Love this profession. Love what I do. But let, let's talk about reality here. The one thing that I've gotten out of coaching people now that we're, I'm getting a constant list of people that I help, uh, sometimes it's short-term, sometimes it's long-term, but I, over these last four years, it's been uh, being in the trenches with you. Uh, sometimes we have conversations where I'm on the other end trying to hold back tears because I feel what you're going through in the moment. But the fear of missing out is a, ta- is a marketing tactic. Let's be honest with you. It's done all the time. Uh, Target does it all the time. Sale until Friday to get get a $10 gift card when you spend more than $50 on Legos uh, by Friday, this, you know, April, whatever it is. Um, they do it all the time. Limited time offer, expire, expiration dates, uh, minimum amount of tickets, maximum amount of tickets, um, time. It's usually used on time and price. And in the chiropractic profession, this is being done to you all the time. Where I'm going with this is that as a culture, we sometimes get sucked into the flow. And as chiropractors, we hang out with chiropractors. We want to talk to chiropractors. We avoid certain chiropractors we because of the way they think. Almost like political. It's almost like it's political. But the fear of missing out is very real. And it's psychological. And more importantly, it's emotional. It's very emotional. So in our profession, it's it's... It's great when we're doing it in our offices for our practice members, like a women's night of indulgence or a patient appreciation day or, you know, whatever annual anniversary that you do limited, you know, limited amount of seats. There's only so much space. We're only going to have so many uh, mini massages. We're only going to have so much chocolate and so much wine. uh, And it's only going to be for three hours and it's only going to be this night, but it's wholesome. It's organic. It is for your community. It is for your patients. You're trying to do something good. You may charge a fee for it to cover, you know, expenses, five, 10, $20 to be there. You may do it for free, uh, but it's organic. And I think that is the strength of our profession. It's the strength that you carry. It's why you became a chiropractor. You know, when I talk to people, I'm like, why'd you become a chiropractor? You know, how'd you get into it? It's always the stories, right? Uh, I saw one as a kid. I did this as we have our stories. Some of us, never you know even saw chiropractic as kids and we just ended up like liking to get into it or failed the MCATs whatever it may be we got into it couldn't get into dental school what whatever it may be we got into it and what keeps us as a chiropractor afterwards because you know almost 50% of all graduates in chiropractic do not practice chiropractic they end up doing something else they're financial planners insurance brokers whatever they end up not working so the 50% of us that continue to be chiropractors we share one thing in common, and it's truly philanthropic to the community. Every single one of us. I, even I've, I've met the hyper-successful chiropractors that adjust people that make a lot of money, and they still have that philanthropy. 
and uh, the ones that you know struggle have philanthropy, and the ones all the rest of us on the middle uh, have philanthropy. So we all are philanthropic for people. I think you have to be to to want to adjust them uh, without drugs and surgery, and and cut the you know try and get them the best health that they can naturally. Right? I, I think we all share that. But where I'm going with this is that we do this from a good perspective. Marketing does this from a manipulative perspective, right? The FOMOs and everything is to try and get to make the sale. Now, if it's for two cheeseburgers for the price of one, that can't be philanthropic. You can argue me on this, that food is food, but but it's not good food, right? Chiropractors are not handing out cheeseburgers, right? So the the whole point of this is how do we use fear of missing out in, in a good way? And where where I want this podcast to go is protecting you from all the shiny things and stupidity that is in our profession. We get sidetracked. We get in the trenches. We go into the valleys. When we're in the peaks, we're elated. We're happy. Tons of new patients doing well. Break a record month, record week of patients. We get elated. We get happy. We feel like we deserve it. And let me tell you what, you do deserve it. And and then when we get into the valleys, we get sunk down. And I think that goes for everyone in any profession, in any career, in any situation. I think that's just part of life, peaks and valleys, right? The key is not to get too elated when we're at the top and not to get too low when we're in the valley. But when we're in the valley, the shadows of the peaks, I think, distract us and take away our vision a little bit. And we get attracted to the shiny, stupid, S-H-I-T. We get get attracted to this stuff. And this stuff is gizmos, products, the next shiny marketing thing the next shiny coach that might have uh, the coaching program, you know, only, only in, it's only going to be in Scottsdale or whatever it may be. We get, we get attracted to this stuff. and like, maybe there's answers there that I may not know before. And there may be something new, but how many of you have gone to a thousand of these? Yeah. My hand is up. I've been to many of them. I've learned a lot. And there's times where I come back. I'm like, was this just all a smoke show? And as I get older, I feel like it's more of a smoke show. Um, there's really nothing else to to get as far as procedures and, and and everything. But I think we can all get better in sales and psychology. So FOMO is one of those tools that we can use in our practice in many different ways. And I got a couple examples for you today. I, don't, I know this may sound rambling, but it's more of a, a connection with you if you're listening or watching. It's more of a connection with you because I, I feel you. I know, and I've tried a lot of shiny things um, in my practice. I'm guilty because you think you're going to create a lateral. A couple examples are the expensive stuff. And I'm not going to give exact you know, definitions of what expensive equipment is out there, but I'm sure you can think of a few. And if you go on the buy sell on, on, on online on the chiropractic groups, you can see people buying these machines for whatever, 40000 and selling them for ten. And you're like, why? Why is it? Why is the value on this used so low? And and when it's new, it's so high. Why? Because it's overinflated in price. It's limited, and only a certain amount of people can buy like a cryo machine for sixty, seventy, eighty, hundred thousand dollars. Because their cryo machines are not being bought left, right, and center. You have to have a facility. You have to store this thing. Maybe some you know rich people are putting it in their garage. Whatever it may be, they're just limited. So because it's a limited quantity. They sell for a higher price. And these are machines too. I mean, there's a lot that goes to them. There's there's cost behind them. But then when you buy them used, they're $15,000. You're like, what the? Why is it so much less? What's the value of this? And hopefully in between the time that you bought it and sell it, or, or maybe keep it for the life of it, uh, you made some money off of it. 
but you got to do the math on this stuff. You get you get a machine, let's keep it simple, $10,000, and it gives you an additional revenue. So patients will now have an add-on for this, let's say uh, a hydro massage table. I don't know, something, something where you lie in it and it does the hydro massage, right? You buy this thing and you charge it. What do you charge? What's the value for it? You're going to test it in your practice, in your community, in your location. You know, me in Florida, one price. Another person in Santa Barbara, California, another price. Another person in Fifth Ave, New York, another price. It's another price. Lincoln, Nebraska, Davenport, Iowa. You're going to have different prices depending on where you're at. So you test the market and you're like, wow, okay, you know, for 25 bucks, people are doing it. Or for $45, people are doing it. They're adding it to their chiro chiropractic adjustment and they're booking it separately and it's doing something. And then you can keep track of, of this on your accounting and after six months, see what see what you made back. How they sell this to you is that, well, you make your 10000 back in a month. You make your, your 10000 in two months. You're going to make it back in three months. But where we get lost with the shiny things is the operations. We don't think about operations. And we many of you don't know what your overhead is, hard and soft, right? There's two overheads that you have, the hard, the hard costs that don't change month to month. Your lease, taxes, cam charges, uh, lease uh, payment equipment on your x-ray machine, whatever it may be, those hard costs are there. And then there's soft costs. Um, soft costs would be the marketing fluctuations month to month that you may have, uh, Office supplies, which you probably budget annually for that and then just divide it by a month and then you know what you spend on it. Some months you need toner, some months you don't need toner. So you get what I'm saying, print material, cards, business cards. Those things are your soft costs that fluctuate depending on what you're doing. Sometimes you turn marketing off. Sometimes you're just like, I'm going on vacation in a month. I'm going to turn off the marketing for a month. So you guys know where I'm going, right? We don't look at the operational costs for this. So we buy this shiny stuff and we realize, holy smokes, I'm kind of busy. I don't have time to go and walk people into the hydro massage. So I'm going to train my CA to do this. You train your CA, CA is more than happy to help you out. They help you out, but they're losing hours at the front desk, right? These are the things that we need to think about. What's the true cost of these things in our machines? And if we don't utilize it and it doesn't take off, it's a huge loss. It is a huge loss because you're stuck with the lease payments or you're going to try and flip it for a loss, right? But but who can, this is just equipment and money. This is okay. It's business. But it was time lost. The time to search the hours you spent in the evenings looking at the different brands of hydro massage tables, maybe over the course of months, takes you time to make that decision and buy it. And then you buy it and then you wait a month to get it. You get it. Then you're waiting on training to get it. Like me, I got a cone beam CT, first one that I've actually purchased in my office. Brand new. We just set it up this week. I've been working on this for a year with another doc across the state. He's been super nice to me, waiting and holding it for me. We got it over. We got it set. I couldn't even find a, a technician to come set this thing up because it's outdated. And of course, they come in they're like, well, you know, it's going to cost, you know, 3500 bucks to set this thing up. We don't even know if it works. We can't guarantee anything. We don't we 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 weren't the ones that took it down. All these excuses. I'm like, "Where are you getting that?" And they're like, "You should buy new." I'm like, "The whole point I bought this for $15,000 is so I don't have to buy new. They're they're $75,000 new. I don't want to spend that money. I don't even know if I'm going to use like this to make That's my current example. So, guilty of buying shiny new things. Yes, okay. CBCT. I got that thing. Do I need that thing? Absolutely not. I've been doing Blair for 15 years with digital X-ray. I don't with plain film x-ray got upgrade to a digital panel with an old x-ray machine moved to, to the u.s bought a digital x-ray machine with the l frame and uh did everything that way so i'm just as guilty as anyone else am i looking at all the new shiny things 
more out of curiosity not to buy, not to buy. Have I bought shiny things? Yes. And I'm just telling you from experience, the loss comes from the operations. Please understand operations. Please talk to people who are successful with the machine that have it and run it in their office and the programs that they use and the, how they operate it. The machine is the machine. A class four laser is a class four laser. A class three B laser is a class three B laser. It's just a laser. It's fine. We all know how to utilize it. It's just how do you operate it? How do you uh, maintain it? And then how do you function this? And then how do you market it? There, there's a component to this and you can't just buy this stuff, put it in. This is where we fail and you get, you get upset and you get, Buyer's remorse. It happens quite a bit, but it doesn't have to be. These things can work in the right practice, in the right system, in the right culture that you've created. If you're a multidisciplinary clinic, you do sports injury, you've created that, that you know, I adjust ankles, I adjust spines, I do, you know, it's full body. Yeah, now, now you've opened up the culture to be like, yeah, we've got this laser. Uh, it's great for plantar fasciitis. We've got this uh, new Graston tools. We got uh, whatever the investment is that you put into your business. Uh, you have to know how to operate it. It, it. It's just it's just the way it is. And then you create the FOMO of fear of missing out because it's limited time and you can only perform so many of these so many times. I hope that makes sense. I mean, we're getting sold to left, right, and center, both products, devices, uh, material events, seminars, you're, you're getting, and it's just getting more and more expensive. And I think where I'm coming with this is like, I'm, I'm seeing these new commitments, like come join our program for a year. We'll show you how to scale your business and do other modalities for $60,000. I'm like $60,000. I am not charging enough as a coach. What is going on? And what's going on is we are taking advantage of plain and simple. I mean, you're going to talk to the owners of these of these uh, businesses, and they're they, they're coming. They, they pretend like they're coming from a philanthropic spot, but but really, they're just testing it and seeing how much they can charge and how much they can make at the end of the day. That's truly what's going on. There is no plan for you to be successful. It's just uh, hoorah and uh, be careful. Be careful when it comes to these machines. Be careful when it comes to this stuff. And my best advice for you is find other doctors that are doing it. The one that they refer you to, they're like, yeah, call Dr. Mike in Texas. He does this. It's great. Call him. Here's his number. You call him. I don't. I wouldn't just, just call Dr. Mike. I'd call Dr. Mike and say, hey, Mike, how are you successful with this thing? Bang, 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 bang. He rattles off why he's so successful. Then you start searching and seeing who else has these machines. And you call Sandy in, in California, like California. Sandy, I'm Dr. Enrico. I'm thinking about buying that exact same machine you have. Tell me about it. And of course, this is what humans do. We did this with our Kia, uh, Sedona, when we first bought it. And uh, how do you like the Kia? Yeah, we did not like it. How do you like your Kia? Yeah, it's nice. It's okay. It's good. It's a good ride. It's new. It's only a year old. It, it's only, you know, it, it, right. The sliding doors. The sliding doors are great. It's a piece of crap, okay? It is a piece of crap electrically. And, okay, anyways. <laughs> but, the humanistic component to that is like, well, I made a dumb decision. This isn't working out, but I'm going to defend it by saying it's okay. We do not say it's okay anymore. We still have it uh, after tons of batteries and tons of uh, things to fix with it. We still have it because uh, we have young kids and they trash it. And I don't want, uh, you know, I don't want to link a navigator that they're going to trash. That's just, just a simple component of this. But we keep it. We, when people ask us, they're like, don't buy it. Like we, we cut them off before they finish the sound. How do you like your kid? Don't buy it. Not a good car. Uh, sue me, Kia, whatever you want. But um, that that's just the way 
it is, but but we did we defended it and we defend things all the time. So as a coach now, there is I am unfiltered, ladies and gentlemen. Like you call me up and you, you and I know about a machine. I'll know six other doctors that used it, one that did pretty good with it, and five of them that were like, nah, they flipped it or just sitting collecting dust. And I'm going to be honest with you, don't get the DRX nine thousand. You know, if you, you tell me this because I know exactly how your practice operates, it's not going to fit in there. You're not going to market it properly. And holy smokes, you might as well buy yourself a Porsche rather than buy that thing. So these are just examples. And if you're looking at the DRX 9000, please do not negate what I just said. I mean, those are great machines. And if you run uh, a spinal restoration or spinal rehab practice, I mean, this thing might, this thing could be a huge addition to your practice. So I'm not against any particular thing. I'm just using these things as examples for you. On, on stay away from the shiny shit. Please just stay away from it uh, unless you know it's going to fit in. You have to have a plan to do this. So how do we do this? How do we do, how do we do FOMO? How do we do FOMO with what we have already? How, how do we create that culture? It's a great marketing culture to, to create. You're going to get better signups for your workshops. You're going to get better turnouts for your events. You're going to get better... Um, you're going to get better close rates on your care plans if you do this right. Not scare tactics, not anything crazy, but you know they're doing it to you. You're doing it to them organically. You know when you tell people, um, "Ladies' night is going to be Thursday, and uh, we only have so many tickets, and we can only do so many massages, and you got to buy your five dollar ticket now, or else it goes up to ten dollars at the door." These are all FOMO, but you're doing it from a good place because you want them to have a good experience at the event, right? Good. How do we do this stuff with the stuff that we have? Events, using online marketing to sponsor your events and to list your events. There's a lot of free platforms like Eventbrite and other ways, Meetup and all these other apps that you can use in your local community. Just look at the ones that get good turnouts. And when you go into a group and Meetup and it has 27,000 members in it, well, then that group in your area is active. There's a lot of people on it. If it doesn't, um, then maybe that's not the best one. Play around with different things. Eventbrite's not great in every town across the country because some places they use it, some places they don't. It's like Craigslist. Um, some people use it, some people don't. So creating that event on there, having a limited amount of tickets, uh, making it free or a donation or whatever it may be, uh, limited time for the first 25 people that come, little things like get this thing, you know, hockey teams, football teams, baseball teams do that too. You get a free bobblehead for the first 500 uh, or a thousand um, fans that come through the door. You, you've seen this, you've heard it, that's what's going on there. So with your events, you can create FOMO and it's such great marketing because you can boost this stuff on social media. You can be in the local community. You can post flyers in the local businesses that you work with. They're more than happy to support you with this stuff, but those are limited time things that you can do. The offers that you have in your business can be FOMO as well. We only have so many massages we can do per week, and Trisha is fully booked. If you book in her last few spots, get 10% off to fill her schedule so that she can plan her week with her kids. Um, and then your schedule. Some of you don't even know you're sitting on a gold mine. Your schedules are full, but you're, you're, you're what's it called? Appeasing to your patients by trying to serve them uh, for less wellness rates or whatever it may be. And you don't realize how full you are that it's becoming difficult to fill in new patients. So what do you do? You work a little bit more. You stay a little bit later. These are signs that you're ready for an associate or these are signs you're ready to scale your current practice if you're a solo provider. This is where I wanted to go with this whole podcast. I, I guess we could have made it two minutes. But instead, I'm going to make it 20 minutes. Um, this is where you scale it. You're going to raise your fees. You're going to raise your fees 
on your wellness plans and on your cash price if you feel like you're full. If your schedule is getting quite full, it's quite packed, and you feel like you're debating whether to add more hours, don't add more hours. Enjoy the freedom. Don't do that. Don't work 42 hours. Keep it at 32 hours. Don't add those shifts or whatever you do, 22 hours, 18 hours. Keep it and increase your fee because the people who are loyal to you are going to stay loyal. You're not going to lose anything. And start with 5 bucks. Start with $10. I mean, this could be huge. If you're charging you know, $60 and now you go up to $70, this $10 could be a huge revenue boost for you, even with the people that leave. But guess what happens with the people that leave? You get new patients that come in. It's just the way you just open up your universe to more service for a better rate. Please do that. If you haven't had a fee increase, and I don't know what you guys think about. Well, I had one recently. Uh, I did it January 1st, 2019. I don't know if I'm ready for it. I'm like, that was three and a half years ago. What are you talking about? And people are like, January 1st, 2023. I'm like, why do you pick January 1st, first of all? And number two is, who cares? That was January. It was four months ago. I mean, it's another fee increase. I mean, I don't know. I come up with stuff off the top of my head when it comes to, you know, dialogue and communication with my patients, but I don't when it comes to, you know, the science and effectiveness of chiropractic. I mean, I'm very, very real with the, what the outcomes are going to be with that. But when it comes to like dialogue with my patients, I'm like, so, so what? I ran out of them. They're sold out. We, we, we restocked the $65 adjustments on Jan in January. You know, we restocked them from 55, we went to 65. I sold all out. The packaging is all done. It's gone. We sold it. They are out. They don't make that brand anymore. I now have to buy the $75 one. So the adjustments from now on are $75 and patients laugh and they, you know, they're like, okay, yeah, well, I get it. You're dick. Fine. $75. And they keep paying it. It's unbelievable. They keep, they just keep coming back. I've been doing this for years and just keep increasing. Um, Will you lose anyone? The, the only way you lose people is if you surprise them. If they're on an auto debit and all of a sudden one month you increase it because you feel like you're uh, Verizon Wireless and you can do that. You're not Verizon Wireless. You cannot do that. They will come storming in your front door and give your CAs huge smack because you did that. Don't do that. And two, it's illegal. You can't do it. You got to get a signature or release an authorization to increase an auto debit. So make sure you don't do that. That's the only time you get in trouble. Um, and just be nice at the front when they come in, when you raise those fees, when they come to the front desk, you CAs just know it. Hey, Sandy, last time it was $65. We did have a price increase. It's now 70, uh, for the adjustments. Oh man, you guys just keep going up. Yeah. We keep going up. Costs keep going up. It's just the way it is. We love you. We want to keep servicing you. So instead of going out of business, we went to $70. Okay. But we got wellness plans and it's your opportunity to now your other offers, scaling your other offers and the fear of missing out. Well, Hey, Dr. D only has so many wellness spots that he has per, you know, per month, and he only has so many families he takes care of. He's got a few openings for that. Would you like to join into the – I know you've been coming in once a month, just randomly. I see that in the last four months you've been here four times. Um, the smallest package he has is twice a month. That's his. It's called his biweekly, um, bimonthly adjustment plan. Would you like to jump onto that? It's $120. It's going to save you $10 a treatment. Now, the, the ones who are doing math are like, well, I come in once a month, 70. If I come in twice, it'll be 120. They're looking at the numbers. Other people, the way we do is like good chiropractic care is the more frequent you come in. I don't think you need to come in four times a week, but twice a month is a healthy frequency to stay on top of things. Uh, and I even have a dialogue for that. So next time they come in, there's a little red note for me. They come in for the appointment and I have a dialogue with them. Like, hey, Kathy, see you, you signed up for the twice a month thing. You know, ever since I graduated back way back 15 years ago, 
the doctor that sold me his practice told me, you know, I used to get away with once a month with, I don't think you will for your career. People are sitting longer. They are on their devices longer. This was before cell phones. I'm talking 2008 and uh, before, sorry, smartphones and all this stuff. And people are on their computers and they're on their smartphones. They're on their, they're just, they're just more sedentary. I don't think you're going to get away like the eighties and nineties where I got away with adjusting people once a month. I think you really do. And he did. He honestly told me this as he, you know, retired and went back to Hong Kong. He told me, um, you're going to probably have to do twice a month. I'm like, I, I was planning to do weekly. I'm like, he's a like, great, you guys are great. You Palmer grads, you great, great. He was a CMCC grad. And, um, I was that, and we went to that and I believe, I truly believe that. I think people should be getting adjusted once a week. I try and get adjusted at least once a week. Um, just because I adjust a lot of people every week. So I need that. Um, that's that's my dialogue and you having that dialogue and understanding the psychology so those of you newer into practice just talk more understand where your patients are coming for and don't be afraid of the decisions that you make from your business to make your business stronger because a stronger business is going to help your patients well into the future it's totally worth doing so fomo remember this with everything that you do how do you create the the fear of missing out and that's through email campaigns social media campaigns limited time offers the offers that you do online put a date on it saying for this month only we're giving away 10 vouchers for 99 exams normally 200 whatever it is half off whatever you're doing and you're doing your facebook ads or your tiktok ads that's the way to do the FOMO thing, put it, and then, you know, change up the picture, change up the text for the next month. You can continue running the ad, just change it. Cause if it says this month only, and then it rolls into the next month, you look like a schmuck it says done April, uh, for April only. And it's May 10th. And people are seeing your ad change those little details and keep the, uh, keep the brand awareness going. Cause this is what's happening in the more that you do ads. Okay. Now I'm rambling. Thanks for listening. Have a great week to your success. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a rating. It helps get our podcast out to more listeners. Also, join Marketing 101 for Chiropractors on Facebook or visit us at EnricoD.com for more information on growing and scaling your business.